Eagle across the whole bed. Spider like, Eagle cr- across the block? Dude. The whole bed. <laughs> That's the way to do it though. Yeah. Like, you gotta I mean you you get a you get a uh you know full size or a queen size bed, you got you gotta take up the whole bed. You know what I mean? You gotta fill that yeah, space. Exactly. You gotta exactly. get get your money's worth, you know? Yeah. It's my favorite thing about breaking up with someone is then you get the whole bed and you just like can go back to my spread eagle shit. <laughs> I'm back on my spread eagle shit. <laughs> Don't text. I'm on my spread eagle shit. <laughs> Alex, where are you at? It looks tropical. Um, it is. Yeah, we got some pine trees. Uh, not pine trees. We got some palm trees. Okay, the opposite. The, the opposite. opposite. Evergreen, yes. yes but, um, uh, yeah, um, it's, I'm in the Cayman Islands. Damn, wow. Money, no, Beautiful. Just kidding. It is. What's it is. It is where everyone comes to embezzle their money, but um, which is what you're doing right now. <laughs> I'm embezzling um, cayenne pepper, lemon, and um, maple syrup. Water. That sounds very delicious. Mm. My body. That's a good way to start the day. Um, in, in guzzling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really del- it's really delicious. But this is all I'm drinking and eating or drinking for the next ten days. So wow. In, in like in like T minus twenty four hours, I'm gonna be talking to shadows and like etching shit into the wall. So looking forward to it. Is that that's the new project? My, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is my first day, so you're getting me on my like, you know, just rollover sanity. Okay. We'll, yeah. I'll look forward to the da- the daily updates of like, yeah, we'll exactly. like a voice memo update before the podcast <laughs> is released. Yeah. People can know where your mental state's at. Uh, I'm so jealous of. Uh, the view and shit at your spot in the Caymans right now because it's kind of cold in New York right now. It's like, did it get cold again? Because it was like really nice and warm for a second. It was thirty yeah, it yesterday, got cold, yeah. like super cold. Like, yeah, you know, I love that. I would have been so pissed if I left and then New York got warm. I'd be like, the whole plan yeah. was for me to escape the cold. So I'm glad the plan is working. Yeah, it's Sorry, it's guys. it makes it feel better. It's like more satisfying. Yeah, cool. The last two nights, there yeah. were like notifications on my phone that there, there was like a freeze warning both nights. Oh no! So like it was like really drastically. It went it went from being like seventy five degrees out to being like in the like low thirties, mm-hmm. like that. I was oh, shocked. Manic, yeah. Manic behavior, weather. Yeah, I'm. But I'm. I'm like there since since this is like the Switzerland of the Caribbean um, mm. <laughs> as far as like really wealthy people like mm. hiding away and right. like hiding their money away. The, the government is like, or 
the border is super, super strict about the COVID stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Because they, they can afford to be like, they, hi- ha- they have so many people hired to be like monitoring like the state of COVID here. And they literally were putting um, like house arrest bracelets on people. Whoa. They, they, yeah, they like, they make sure you do not leave your house for two weeks as soon as you get here. It's a and real I've, quarantine. It's not like a fake a, quarantine. It's a real yeah. quarantine. Holy it's shit. not just on a trust basis or like, we'll call you and check you. Like, we'll come down. Yeah. It's literally like, yeah. Um, and so I'm locked in my hotel room for 15 days. <laughs> so you're trying, so you're trying to I, induce psychosis right now. I, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this is the only time I'll ever do a cleanse. <laughs> um, but, uh, so I feel like fucking Martha Stewart though. Cause yeah. it's like super nice. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. so I'm, I really can't complain. It's very nice, but, uh, yeah, I'm definitely like imprisoned right now. <laughs> in your jail cell it looks is. just horrible you know those, so those palm trees are so oppressive over, over you you know the nice breeze just cuts into your skin you know yeah such a like, shame your instagram stories like i'm like are there two pools there <laughs> like it looks like a pool and then there's a further pool it looks yeah. fucking awesome no it's like it's like it, it's insane yeah there's two pools but there's also a hot tub but then another hot tub, which is in this, the shape of a uh, of a of a of a shell, okay. on top of that one, it's just like opulence on opulence on wow. opulence. Yeah, mm. really nice. That's so good. You gotta, you, were- po- you, you gotta post like a tweet that's like exactly the same as that that tweet um, that's like getting off getting away with my family. I think it was like Kim Kardashian was like finally getting away to like a private Island vacation after all this COVID stuff. My family's been through so much. <laughs> yeah. It I was know. like 40 people. Yeah. It was like a fucking ton of people. Uh, Love that. Well, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for people to like yell at me for, 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 you know, leaving or whatever, but no way but, you're alone. You're alone and you're isolated. You're chilling. You're doing it right. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. If I, if I, I was get, like, I'm not, I'm not like in like whatever in Mexico, like, you know, whatever, like everyone's right. doing. Yeah. It's like, like if I, if I could travel like safely and do it where I don't feel like I'm going to hurt anyone or yeah. hurt myself, like I would fucking do it in a second. Yeah. Like, exactly. I wanna, who doesn't want to travel after this year, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And, and they're doing a really good job of, of, of monitoring everybody. So it's good. I mean, it, and, and it's working. That's the thing. Like it's, it's a total like micro example of like if people really are serious about a two-week quarantine where you really do not leave um yeah there's no covid on the island yeah there's literally right. no cases yeah well that's the thing it's like here it's like they have to be like politicians have to balance the line of being like well we don't want to tell them that they have to do it because then we may look like we're impeding on Um, first like on on like rights and then we won't get reelected so we have to like really step back from that even though everybody just needs to be told if they just stayed in for like a month this shit would be fine well it's yeah it's it's how do you posture yourself as a politician to say, I, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of like tweeting, like uh, we care about this issue and then doing nothing about it in practice. But if, if the messaging is like convincing enough, then people are like, wow, you did such a good job. Oh yeah. So Mm -hmm. stupid. Yeah. 
I don't know. I um I cannot fucking wait to travel. Like I went to San Francisco right before everything shut down in New York. Yeah. Like I came back late February and I was like so thankful to have gotten like one last like time nice. out of the city right before everything. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I barely travel and like I rarely leave the city and it's like knowing that you can't for a while, it's just fucked <laughs> yeah i don't believe that there's another part of the world anymore besides ridgewood i'm starting to believe that's it like i just like everything there that's all i see now it's like in a that's video it. game when you only have yeah. the, the one part of the map unlocked and it's like really yeah, small that's, that's kind of what it's like right now it's like wait you can yeah. go you can go further than outside of ridgewood that's crazy. i used to live in ridgewood before covid Ooh. but i i literally the day before like i uh, i lived there for eight years but the worst time to be displaced, of course, was the first day of lockdown. I got back from Paris Fashion Week and I used to live with the, I used to share a house with this really cool older lady. She's like 79 years old, decidedly mm-hmm. single with like lots of birds and um, cats and shit. Yeah. And uh, she Huge. just, I, I got off the plane. She just wouldn't let me inside because of it was like right when the COVID shit was like, Oh damn! And and uh, she didn't let me back. She didn't let me back there. I still haven't gone home. I oh went back God. one time. I went back one time to like get my monitors and my gear because I was going crazy. Um, uh, and it was the most eerie thing when you like leave your room for like a week, and then you don't go back for five months. Oh yeah. Dust is a real thing. You don't even have to be doing anything. Like <laughs> dust is insane. Like it's the still dust crazy. on oh everything. God, wild. Like so where does the dust come from? Like I heard that. I heard that like seventy five percent of dust is dead skin cells. But I was like, who's been chilling in my room, shedding their dead skin cells? It's also cells? like <laughs> NYC pollution. I would say. Yeah, you know, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's the real shit. But um, so your, all your shit is still there. Yeah. I've, I've literally been displaced since the beginning of COVID, like just staying. Oh Holy uh, yeah. Shit. It, it's like, I mean, I, I eventually did like, I lived, I was with my mom for a little while. Then my dad got sick. So I had to move back to the city. And then of course got like COVID cuffed because that's yeah. how it works. Got COVID cuffed, lived with my boyfriend for a little while. <laughs> then, uh, then, um, ended up getting my own place because the fucking needed it mm-hmm. and um yeah and it's just been really 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 insane so but, so you so now you're in the caymans working on your covid memoir because that sounds like a yes. crazy story of yes, chain of was, events there uh-huh. i would buy that like a, a zine or something yeah. about like your year in covid i yeah. would buy it it's been such a stupid year it really has. But the, the, the one thing that the most insane thing about going back into my room after five months is I had a fruit bowl that was on the table. Oh, my God. And it was, like, beyond rotten. It was, like, this crazy electric blue powder. Like, what? white powder, white with little electric blue specks in it, but just powder. Like, you could just go... Oh Maybe that's God. why it was like, you know, really insane. But yeah, great study on um, decomposition. That's yeah. like those. <laughs> that's like those like memento mori paintings. You know what I mean? 
like, Memento Mori. Let me look that up. It's like know. a style of painting that's like supposed to depict someone after they've died. And it's like all their things on a table and like a skull or something. But like, it's like, Whoa. it would be like a rotting fruit or something. You know what Whoa. I mean? I was going to say like, I would buy like a painting. Oh, by, yeah. Like, right. I would buy. I would, it sounds like something cool, like Chloe Wise would paint that. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I would like fucking buy, I would buy that shit in a yeah, second. Yeah, exactly. Oh, why um, is her shit so satisfying? It's great. Uh, yeah. She's I'm so just good. Like, oh, no. I'm just like, yes, like halab, like halab red is like a handbag, like Chanel yeah, right. handbag. Yeah. So it just good. works, you know? Uh, but yeah, I had like a, I had like kind of, like a partial experience of what you went through to like a much minor degree of like, le- like I was at my apartment with my partner and my roommate was there, but he was still working in the beginning for like three weeks. And then we went to her place and I stayed here for like four or five months yeah. without going back and getting my stuff. And then I went back for a week got all my shit and brought it over here. Like, you know, I had a choice in it and it was, it worked out better, but like being away from your stuff and then coming back just feels so fucking crazy. It feels so weird. I actually hated all my stuff. Like I liked my (laughs) gear. I liked my like Dynaudio speakers and my like good headphones, which I lost, but you know, but then, (laughs) but everything else, I was just like, well, I've lived without you for this long, you know, that's a crazy feeling. That's a crazy feeling, right? Yeah. I'm like, get rid of it. Yeah. So, I mean, basically all my stuff that was there that was important, all I really have that are like possessions that are heavy to move that I missed was my record collection. Oh. And I had just I had just bought like a massive TV. Oh, so shit. I was like, oh, I can't I can't use this. No, those TV. are good things. Yeah, those are good things. Yeah. Well then, Jeff's then like, I don't like, need this my, TV. <laughs> I don't need these records. Well, my, my my girlfriend's roommate moved all her stuff out. So then we didn't have a couch here. So then like my couch became more important. Uh, like, Oh, I got to get my couch, but it's like shit that like, if there was a couch here, it's like, Oh, I don't care about my couch. There's a couch, like whatever. Yeah. I want was my that the couch gin broke? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or did you get True. a different couch? Oh, uh, the couch gin broke. Uh, yeah. Jin Kazama famously broke a couch <laughs> that I had on accident, uh, by falling on it backwards. But no, not that couch. I gave that I gave that couch away um, because that was the second couch. Like I had two couches for like I got a free couch that Jen yeah. broke, and then I I you had fixed just that gotten couch. that couch too. You were showing it off. You're like, like I got this couch like for that free. Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got it like, oh, like oh, that, that week. Oh man. Uh, uh, it's funny because I actually got that couch from someone that I met through you, Jacob. Like, mm. so it, it, it's all full circle, but no, that couch I gave away and I have the Ikea or yeah, the Ikea couch here that I'm sitting on. Oh no. Bad news guys. What happened? Sorry. Uh-oh. I'm realizing. Okay. I'm just like, everything is so fucked for me right now. So fucked. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> my battery is 8%. Uh-huh. And, 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 and another thing that I forgot was my fucking computer charger. Oh no! Can I rejoin? I'm gonna re- I'm gonna rejoin with my phone. Okay. Okay. That works. 
Phone audio is almost better for this because you're in the Cayman Islands. You want to you want to seem distant. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, in right. phone in phone audio sounds distant yeah. in and of itself. Yeah, exactly. Right. The delay in reggae is actually mm-hmm. just because they were like bootlegging the like beats off the radio. <laughs> the slap back. Yeah. That's exactly yeah, that's exactly <laughs> Yeah, people don't know that. People don't know the history of that. Sound. Classic dub delay. That's how you gotta do it. You can't be doing it any yeah, You can't way. buy any exotic pedals or anything like that. You just gotta get a fucking uh, phone and call your friend on zoom and that's all you need this is um this this episode's an exploration into sound yes yeah, this we're is a master like we're doing a, this is a master class this is a master class in uh but in it's reggae. still eight percent it's still eight percent so let's see because sometimes i'm really surprised by how long a battery can last i think if you tell right the now. computer it's important it'll it'll last longer hi buddy hey guys <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we Just haven't even longer. introduced you yet. Yeah, I was going to say we need to introduce yeah. our very special guest today. Speaking of explorations of sounds, we have Earth Eater on the podcast today. Very special guest. Oh, hi, hello. Hello, hello, hello. We're uh, we're super excited to have you on. I'm a I'm a I'm a massive fan. I think everybody's a fan, but I know like Aww. I think that you've gotten to the points where you've you've inched up in my last FM. Like every time there's a new album, there's like another like 200 listens or something. It just like keeps going up. You're still scrabbling. I'm still scrabbling, dude. I gotta I gotta preserve it for future generations. I'm gonna print out all my scrabbles and give them to like my my great great adopted grandkids yeah. or some shit as a, like a graduation Aww. gift instead of your records. Yeah. You're like I'm not giving these away. Here's my last FM history. I want to I want to sell my records sometimes. They just take up space. Amazing. Oh, I'll buy them. Sell them to me. Just give yeah, me like a discount, like a massive discount. Five dollars for the whole lot. <laughs> yeah, give me a give me a lot. Give me a lot. Give yeah. me give me the the co-host uh price, you know? Mm, yeah, I like that. I don't that. know. Whatever you think is fair. You could do like, uh, uni- uh, uh, he, let's try this. So you just take all your records and you like hide them around your apartment, and then you charge uh twenty dollars an hour for us to come over and pick whatever we find. And we can stay as long as we want, but it the meter keeps running the whole time. Right? Yeah, and I, I think that's a good up way on to do hours. It. Yeah, we we like could do that. it like those those TikTok videos where people are like couples are in a store and they're like, Get, grab whatever you want. I'm counting to ten, and you count to ten, and whatever whatever they grab, you you buy. So you're right. like, you have ten seconds to grab whatever records you want. And I'm just like sifting through like as fast as I can. I'm like, I've been preparing for this my whole life, working at record stores, your getting finger, good your, at like your, your two fingers are really, really strong from all the flipping. <laughs> oh my god, ew. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm a professional sift I'm a sifter. I'm a sifter, yeah. yeah. Um it's called crate digging, you know. Please don't it's disrespect a trade. my culture. It's a trade. I found out, speaking of two fingers, I found out yesterday there's some like online anime rhythm game where people just like slam two fingers on their like keyboard at like 220 BPM, just like slamming through like nightcore tracks and shit. And like people were documenting like all this wrist pain and stuff they get because they're like playing straight up like 220 BPM rhythms on like two keys on their keyboard. Just wow. constantly finger drumming to the max. Like someone needs to give them like an NPC or something. Yeah. They do some crazy shit. <laughs> Would you, you think you could break your phone by going too hard on that game? I don't think it's a phone game. I think it's a computer game. Oh, yeah. It's like okay. very competitive. 
Lots of like I've seen some like crazy those, rhythm games like on TikTok. Yeah, those rhythm game people are insane. It's really they really are. Crazy. They're just like they're they like they buy like dance pads and put them in their like their their living room and shit. Dude, I and just okay. Like, I watch um the the games done quick live stream periodically. It's like a buy it's t- twice a year. It's like video game speed runs. And this past one, they had a DDR guy and like he was fucking going crazy. It was like, like you have to, it's very visual, but like this guy has, he has like a full DDR, like arcade set up in his garage and his garage, it gets so hot that he has like industrial strength fans blowing on him the whole time. (laughs) And he is just absolutely (laughs) wailing on the DDR pads going crazy. It's fucking insane. I know this, I knew this kid in high school who played DDR and he like straight up, he wore ankle and arm weights. Around. It's, like, wow. it's like Goku. It's like shit. Goku. Yeah, like it got Goku. too easy. Too, yeah. too, it got too easy at a point. The crazy like trying to because the two the DDR pad has two for like two people, but one person can do a two person thing. And so he's like, Insane. there's the bar at the back, and he's grabbing the bar, and he's like, like a fucking oh, right. octopus, like slamming yeah. all those. It's fucking crazy. Shit's I, was, I was just talking about that with Serena because so for my birthday, my girlfriend bought me uh, a new pair of sneakers and I used to wear like boots with steel toes and I worked like bar backing and bartending in bars, you know, in Brooklyn and yeah. fucking New York. So yeah. I would work with the steel toe boots and then I, I put on the new sneakers and I'm just like. It's so crazy how light they how, are. How light they are, and I'm like, I was like, I was like weight training by working at a bar, like on Adderall on like a Saturday night in steel toes, yeah. like running up and down stairs constantly. Um, Your calves and now, are just like, bursting. Wearing, wearing sneakers, it's like I'm like floating. I yeah. feel like I'm like You're fucking gonna slip and fall. I feel like I'm riding like the the hoverboard from. Back to the Future too, you know. I'm just like, oh my like god, sliding. You yeah. know, it's crazy. <laughs> so I had a question for you, Alex, because uh, now that we know your chaotic COVID uh, year, um, and you said that you did go back for your gear at some point, like yeah. how has that affected your like ability to work on music and shit? Like, have you how, how much of a roadblock was that for you um it was pretty i mean yeah i mean i spent four months without any gear Mm. um and then i um yeah i mean i to be honest i really haven't been making that much shit at all i've been i've been so luckily thank fuck Mm -hmm. i finished everything for phoenix literally the day before shit locked down. Like I, wow. I shot, mm. I shot the cover um, the day before I flew back and then everything was like, shut so down. you, so. so you're saying you shot the cover and then the next day you flew back and your like apartment, the, the woman who I runs your go, apartment yeah. wouldn't let you in the next yeah, day. And I, yeah. 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 So insane. <laughs> like, insane. because can you imagine what kind of blue balls I would have been having? Oh my if God. like, yeah. I, if I, if, cause so what I, what I finished was everything that I needed to do with other people in like yes. a studio. Mm-hmm. And then of course, like there was tons and tons and tons of like, you know, campaign and like post 
you know, whatever rollout stuff that yeah. I, I needed to work on. So, mm-hmm. so luckily I had plenty to chew on yeah. and I wasn't like twiddling my thumbs too much, but like, I, um, yeah, really, really insane. I just like, I just like every day I'm like, thank fuck. Cause if I hadn't finished like mixing or shooting the cover, I would have had to wait a whole nother year for this album to come out, Yeah, you know? And yeah. like, luckily I mean, people were like, ew, a lot of people just voluntarily decided to wait to release their album until yeah. next year, whatever. No, 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 no. I was like so happy I had something to engage with oh during God. this. Oh, yeah. and, and I also think that it weirdly like worked so well. Like this yeah. album. Mm-hmm. It's not like press stops. It's like, well, if I release the album, at yeah. least I'll be busy and I can do like, I can promote my shit and yeah. it gives people something totally. to do during the quarantine, yeah. something new. You know, yeah. I feel like music, a lot of like music drop this year that came out of the situation that people wouldn't have put out. Like they held back maybe mm. the shit that they were working on before and made yeah. something more immediate and dropped yeah. like an EP yeah. or like a quarantine project. And it's like that shit, the excitement of that, like mm-hmm. an artist you love being like, I'm dropping like a surprise release tomorrow. Yeah. And you're like, thank God. Cause every day has felt the fucking same for a year. Yeah. At least I have that to like engage with and feel like time is still moving forward. Yeah. Like new totally. releases. Cause everything else just feels on pause. It's like, I can't go to shows yeah. at least like the normalcy of like a release schedule of albums yeah. and people holding it back. Cause they're like, I can't tour and make more money off of it. It's like, I get it. It's business shit. Like, you don't want to set yourself up and have nothing when shit opens. But like, if you just start playing shows when shit opens, people are going to, people want to go to shows. Like, you know, like even if you don't have a new album, people are going to come out, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I plan on picking up exactly where I left off. Like this, this, (laughs) this album too. Part of the reason why I wanted to do it with all like acoustic live instruments is because I wanted to do it, have it be like a really sick concert, you know? And Mm -hmm. like, so, I mean, the, the cool thing, though, I mean, I don't know. I just keep saying the positives. Jacob, you, you and me, Jacob, we're, we're positive right now today. No, we're positive. I, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of excited that everyone's had this, like, just like, that everyone will just be so chomping at the bit to, yeah. to hit the shows. I think that, like, the type of respect that I'll, I'll encounter, especially with like quieter acoustic shows will be probably more than I usually am used to because usually yeah. I have to like yell at people a bunch of times, but like, I think that people are, I think it's going to be so nice to play music after this and people are going to just be so grateful for anything. I think it's going to be like, really sure. emotional. I think it's going to be really emotional. Yeah. Totally. I want to see. I want to see that that show at like City Winery where it's all like seated and like they yell at you if you talk at the tables. It's like <laughs> New, New York's best listening room I'm with or whatever. It. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or weird. it. I think that the quiet. I think that like when I play Phoenix shows, I think if people internally are gonna feel like they're at the most intense rave, like rolling their face off on ecstasy, mm-hmm. like just like that tears, rolls. just like trembling, yeah. you know, like <laughs> even though they're seated, just like white knuckled holding the yes. doors. Like, <laughs> yes, literally. Like, well, at least, at least this is what I want. This is right. what I'm manifesting. So yeah, like, grab um, out of that fucking armrest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm so ready for it. I feel like this week, I think venues open at like 33%, which is insane. Cause it's wow. like one, 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 it's not like, I don't feel safe enough to go no. yet. 
Yeah. And two, 33% isn't enough to like, you could sell out every show every night of the week. The venue's not going to make enough money. You know? Yeah, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's yeah, insane. It just doesn't make sense. Before that, yeah. And that is that happening before like they're even opening up the VAX for everyone in New York? That's April 6th, right? I think, I think it's everyone 30 and up can get the VAX and then April 6th is 16 and up. But I think the venue capacity open, I think I want to say yesterday or today, the second, I feel like, but I could be wrong. Isn't that wild mm-hmm. that they would do like, that's the timing of it all, you know? I don't know. Well, it's, it all yeah. seems very like everything's fine. Rush. Everyone, everything's fine. We're opening venues back up. It's not yeah. really like, well, <laughs> you got to look at it like this. It's Cuomo's trying to like, look like he, he like, is doing good stuff for the people because he's in like obviously hot, hotter water than he expected to be. Uh-huh. So he's 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 like, look, legal weed. You guys, I'm I'm giving you legal weed. I'm opening venues. Oh my god, like, I didn't even make that better. connection. That's, I didn't make that connection. Yeah, that's interesting. No, yeah, like I was, you know, people talking about it on Twitter. Oh, the, the entire political establishment has been fighting against legal weed for decades. And then all of a sudden Cuomo's in this fucking career ruining scandal. They can pass it in under like three months. Like, are you he fucking was keeping kidding me? It, he was keeping it in his back pocket yes, in case something literally. like this happened. Exactly. It's a bargaining Trump. chip. It's literally yeah. a bargaining I said, chip. I, I said that to my girlfriend yesterday. I was like, he could have pushed this in a second. If he wasn't in as hot water now, he would have done it like the week before he, his like election, his like next election right. to be like, look how great I am to try to swing last minute voters his yeah. way. But he needed it sooner. That's the problem. It's <laughs> so cynical. It's yeah. so disgusting. No, true. Either I way, think, uh, now, I, now I can grow 12 plants. So, you know, true. whatever, whatever. <laughs> king, king Cuomo, you know, we stand a king. He's oh, back, baby. Jesus Christ. Damn. I miss like all of the, the Trinity shows. I think he did like two or three in New York, but then a lot of them were in Europe, like right before the pandemic. And I remember like, I was like with me and my partner, I'm like, I want to go see Earth Eater play Trinity so bad because every last one of them, like all the stories from it rip so hard and then boom shit just shut down so i'm definitely excited for like playing phoenix i think i'd be sick as hell yeah that that was another major sort of like fucking thorn was that trinity was really like trinity's sort of was unprecedented for me because i i'm used to being super underground making really weird music Mm -hmm. for years and years and years and going on really shitty tours and sleeping with my head in the kitty litter and like you know Mm -hmm. just just huffing it and then trinity happened and then like just i i I put it out on my own i didn't use any pr i had no campaign and it like tripled if not quadrupled my whole following and then i started selling out huge shows i was like what the hell is happening (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i did all these big tours and then yeah and then the yeah, everything shut down. So I feel like that's what happens is like you work forever and you're just like grinding, doing your thing. Yeah. And then when shit pops off, it happens really fast. Like yeah. the work, because you're just going to do it anyway. You're not like yeah. being like, this is the one that's going to blow me up. And if you have yeah. that mindset and yeah. you just do your best work, it pops the fuck off. Totally. Really fast, it was you know? so, yeah, it's so important to realize that like, you know, it's like, and it, it's really encouraging, though, too, because like I feel like people would be like, oh, I'll never be able to afford that crazy good PR, that crazy good 
whatever, like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And Mm -hmm. I love that it just still comes down to like, whether people really fuck with the music or not. And then, and and most, and most of it was just word of mouth, you know, it's like people just, people use that as an excuse to hold them back. They're like, Oh, this other person is there. I'm so much better than them. They're only famous because they have the money to pay for the PR. And it's like, if you don't focus on that and you just grind and do your best work and keep your head down, like people will see it. Yeah. And it's not that there aren't, that that also doesn't happen, you know. Right. Like you just can't let it be. You can't like focus yeah. on that as why it's you're not the not only way. Up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. You know. So it was. I'm trying that, to get into that positive. At, like I'm like okay, yeah. I'm turning around. I'm becoming positive today. I'm, ah. I'm, running, I'm, I'm running with the like do your thing and you will succeed. <laughs> Jeff scrolling through this. Jeff scrolling through the affirmations Instagram page. Drunk the Kool Aid. I I, uh, I when you guys weren't looking, I stuck my finger down my throat and threw up the red pill and took the blue pill. <laughs> oh wow! Wow! Oh my God! I'm, I'm also wearing a Matrix shirt. It's oh, there's blue, blue yes, and that. red on the shirt, so I have the pills. Yo, where'd you get I that shirt? I want one of those. It's fire it's as hell. It, it's like a Japanese Wait. Matrix. Tricks like shirt. It's like one Dude, of those. We can't companies. see the background. It's hiding it from us. It doesn't. The <laughs> Agent <laughs> Smith is hiding the design from us. He doesn't want us to see it. Oh my That's god! That's gonna be so fit, fucking sick. I need that. We need and to he says, uh, The Matrix has you on the sleeve. That's so funny. Pretty sick. It's like my favorite fucking movie. Me too. This guy yeah. uh, rocket. Rucking or fucking ru- rucking fuckus on uh, Instagram. <laughs> he's like he's like homies with Meth Syndicate. He does like these limited drop shirts That's cool. where it's like out yeah. of a certain number. So uh, I have like a face off, like a uh, Japanese face off poster. Oh, shirt nice, from him too. nice, nice, um, nice. Banger. But but you know, kind of. I, I don't follow him deeply enough. Like I need to pay attention because the drops. It's like this new drop happening tomorrow, and it sells out and like. 10 minutes and then I see it like four days later and I'm like, Oh, Oh, well, but it's uh, good. I have too many, I, I have too many t-shirts. That's like the other thing I have too many of. I realized when I went and picked up, you're the record t-shirt guy. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and of course I, I live in like, like you, you get my right. <laughs> I'm saying, yo, and, and like, of course I live in New York where like historically, those are the things that take up like a ton of space. And my room has been like tiny, but now I have plenty of space. Cause I live in like a two bedroom with just my partner. But before it was like, man, I really have to stop buying shirts because I don't want to get rid of old ones. And I also have like, like a t- tiny closet. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go talk um, to Marie Kondo, dude. dude have it fix your life. Kondo. Yeah. Get rid that, of some of those. Is that is she? She shirts. got you positive. You, you were <laughs> binging, binging Marie Kondo and reading. Yeah. Uh, Rupee. Uh, Rupee Cower. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and just get getting in the vibes. Now I got a new the, outlook. The positive vibe. Dude, That's how it is. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard on that global vibe. I'm, I'm going to talk about this in therapy on Tuesday. <laughs> Alex, did you did you do any Zoom shows during the pandemic? Did you do any virtual concerts? Um, yeah, well, the um, I was really skeptical in the beginning and just sort of like mm-hmm. weirded out by the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but then um, you know, money money always talks. So, um, uh, the first one I did was PS One MoMA, and that was 
that was a good way to ease in because I still went to the location and, mm-hmm. um, you know, no one was there, but still, you know, they, they orchestrated the sound and da da da. And it was really, really, really weird because it's a, it's a, such a mental play. It's, it's such a mental thing. Cause you know, there are so many eyes on you. You like, it's being streamed. There's thousands of people watching all over the world, but you don't see them and you don't sort mm-hmm. of commune with the, the reactions right. of like, and so it's just like really, really ex- just awkward, like awkward to the nth degree. Um, but then that went on and, and people really responded to it. Like a lot of people still watch that YouTube. And, and um, so I sort of like warmed up to the idea, not to mention, I also like really started to need money. And um, mm-hmm. Um, so universities started most, mostly universities or like, um, uh, museums mm. will ask me to do stuff. So like I did one for the hammer with, with you know, come tease Sonia that she makes mm-hmm. like full clothes. Yeah. She, she did it. She's an artist too. So she had a show at the hammer. So I, I made one for her. I did one for NYU. I did a couple for NYU. I did one for, uh, um, UCLA. And just like a bunch of different things. And and now, and now it's been really, really, really fun. I'm like, now that I've done so many, I've completely relaxed into it. And um, I just have fun, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Like I did one where like I was like using vibrator as a microphone and like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Just like, just goofing off. I feel like right at first, like adjusting to the not having like the immediate reactions of the audience and feeding off that, it's like got to be jarring to get used to because obviously you don't know, like, like you're like, I feel like I killed it, but like usually the audience like lets me know and I feed off that throughout the performance. But I feel like you have to adjust because afterward you're like the YouTube's doing good. So like, Maybe a week later, you go through all the YouTube yeah. comments and see all the positive affirmation, yeah. and you get that feedback, but not you're not used to the delay, and you have to like adjust. But then the you feedback know, on the delay is turned all the way yeah. up. <laughs> 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 the reaction exactly. until a, a week later. Yes. <laughs> Starting to sound like a looper at this point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and once once you adjust and you know that like you're like okay, I'll get that feedback when I read the comments after it finishes. Then you know you just have to like readjust to how you like see the feedback because obviously you see people trying to read like the comments in the chat while they're performing. And then half of it, they're like, sorry, I'm catching up on what everyone's saying. And it's like impossible. (laughs) That was me in the beginning of like going, getting into the groove of this. Like I'd be like, Oh, uh-oh. Oh, there goes the there goes, yeah, there goes the, the last time. Time. <laughs> 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 It lasted pretty long. Damn. Hey. 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 Perfect. Is it really echoey? No, it's not bad at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> Straight up when it happened, I was like, oh damn, there goes that battery. <laughs> yeah. I'm exactly. Wait, I don't am I can you see me? Oh, start video. All right. Now we can. Yay! Now you can do like a walking tour. I know, though. yeah. I mean, you're I not can, you're not chained to the laptop. I can show anymore. you my crazy house. It's a little messy. It's like <laughs> really huge living room, kitchen. Yeah, it's so sick. The bath. It's the, it's really about the bathtub. 
Oh shit! It's got it's a what are those called? They're called. I call um, it the Kim Kardashian bathtub. Just yeah, I think that's a pretty accurate one. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever she's there, and then like yeah, bedroom like it's just it's like a whole suite, you know? Yeah, it's really it looks crazy. so sick. I was gonna say I saw oh. the stories and I was like, I wish I was there right now. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's very very nice. I've just been like binging RuPaul's Drag Race. I have. Yeah. Did, did, have you guys watched that? Aaron, Aaron, Aaron who, just who just left to pee, is a massive fan. Oh, really? Aaron, okay. Aaron we're talking about drag race. We're talking about drag race. Oh, drag race. What is? Oh, yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. I had no idea how much it's centered around like who is the funniest. Oh, oh. I have you thoughts. Know? I have thoughts. I have thoughts. I have thoughts. Um, yes. Yeah. Wait. Tell me. Okay. Um. RuPaul, uh, the, the the way the entire show is structured is like so divorced from what drag actually is in practice. Okay. Like the fact that they lips that that lip syncing is a punishment on the show <laughs> is hilarious to me because that's the at the entire core of a drag show is the lip sync. So like is the it fact, a punishment or is it the ultimate like save yourself? Like it's bo- it, I'm being dramatic. It's both like it is like and you know, on all stars they have it so that the winners lip sync. So that's a little slightly yeah. different, you know. But like, don't you think it's kind of like a little antithetical that uh most of the lip syncing on that show is done by people who are at their wits about end, to ab- about to black out. out. Yeah, about, about to get kicked off the show. Like, I, I've heard so many queens talk about, like, what it feels like to, like, be right before you start lip syncing. It's just, like, the most terrifying yeah. feeling. Like, I get it's, like, a high-tension situation. But, you know, it's... You go to a drag show and, you know, it's... Everyone's lip syncing that's because that's ultimate, what they do. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. It's That's just one thought I have. But then, yeah, there's so many, like, acting and, like, comedy challenges and it's like i get it though those are like maybe easier to pull off from like a production standpoint but if i guess in if i guess in the perspective of actual drag culture rue is yeah it's just rue is doing it's like it, it, it really is RuPaul's Drag Race because yeah, it's drag it's, it's, through the eyes of RuPaul, who is one yeah. person who is hyper mega successful doing his brand of drag, which is yeah. started as a club kid thing, but now it was high fashion supermodel editorial. Well, with yeah. some sort of camp elements as well, and so like I think probably a lot of what has influenced him and influenced the show is the numbers too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, mm. yes. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a money-making You know, thing, he's right? just, he's probably just adjusting and, and probably the network or whatever is also like negotiating yeah. with him about what needs to happen, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I was going to yeah. say like, like all reality shows, like there's probably a bunch of aspects that are like created, you know, like storylines that are created yeah. for entertain, you know, to make it more entertaining. And it's like, yeah, those are the challenges, but it's also what like drag performers have fun and excel with, which is what people w- that are into drag culture want to see. So yeah. they're like, let's yeah. positive as a challenge to give them more of what they enjoy watching. So we keep right. viewers. It's the probably thing, more about like yeah. keeping viewers. The thing you know, is from- yeah. though, what in theory, that's absolutely true. Like, 
the people at VH1 are like, okay, this episode did really well. This episode didn't do really well. Like, obviously, like they're going to do that every season. There's like a couple highlight episodes, you know, people are really looking forward to the runways and stuff like that. That's a whole other discussion of like what Queens have access to designers to produce looks for them. The implications of that, like some Queens make all their own garments. Some Queens Mm -hmm. hire people to do it. You know, it's, there's no right or wrong, but like, what happens when there's like inequality in terms of like financial commitments? You know what I mean? That's a thing they say, Oh, you should be able to make drag with nothing. And it's like, you say that, but it's infinitely harder to do that. But then the other thing too Um, is like, they have all these like comedy and like skit challenges. And in theory, that would be a, you know, funny thing to watch on the show. But whoever's writing these fucking scripts like what are they doing did you watch last night's episode i didn't okay this it's, uh, it was spoilers. one of those it was one of those sk- <laughs> i won't sp- spoilers whatever it's like the skits are so bad like the well, writing is so bad it was it was like honey i shrunk the kids but like the drag oh queens God. in the workroom it, it was the the concept was better than most of the other concepts because almost all the time it's like based on Honey, some I Shrunk the kids is one of my favorite movies ever so you might get i i if i've seen that movie it hasn't been since i was a kid i can barely remember anything about it but like the the conceit was was funny enough but sometimes they like make these skits out of like the most random parody of like a movie or something that like I haven't seen and it's like so beyond comprehension that like I'm just, it's oh, just yeah. I just let it wash over me like like a like a Ryan Tricartan piece or something it's just like <laughs> I don't know what I'm watching right now um, <laughs> Honey I Shrunk the Kids was like Matt I feel like it's just like like a generation and a half ahead of like how old you are because honey i shrunk the kids it's like you got to think there were two successful like equally successful sequels and then like straight to dvd sequels that came out there's a ton of them like i I remember going to like disney world disney world like one of the parks has like like giant like you're supposed to be like in a playground in honey i shrunk the kids and there's like giant around you like like a big fake ant oh my and shit. God. that's cool as fuck that's so cool like as as a kid being in that there and i think it was at epcot and there's like a um there's like a honey i shrunk the kids like 3d movie it's like you know not a ride but it was like moving seats and like 3d where shit comes at you like at epcot as a kid i feel like they probably changed it to a different ride at this point but it's like growing up and going to disney and like no, and like that being a culture, because then there's like, honey, I blew up the kid where the kid gets fucking giant and like takes over. <laughs> oh, the city. I thought he, it's a lot <laughs> no! better that he didn't get like exploded. Who's <laughs> that would be a whole the, different kind of movie. Who's the actor that plays the dad in Honey? R- Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah, I love him. He's right? a he's I, the man. Like, yeah, he's in. I love the man too because like. Families were depicted in way more in a like sort of quirky, awkward way. Like now, like the dad is always like a six foot four, like kind of like mm-hmm. Ken doll type person. And it's like, and I just love this like dad that's shorter than his wife and like kind of just like <laughs> that whole yeah, that quirky. that was the whole eighties dad genre. Right. It's in like, like kind of back dorky. to the future. Or like, yeah, like um there's a bunch of movies like that. In the 80s. I also love dorks. So like that's just, you know, I had a crush on him. <laughs> Dads are like hyper masculine now. Like now, like if a man is going to be portrayed like 
with any feminine traits, he's not going to be like the father figure. I feel yeah. like in Hollywood, which sucks because it's like, okay, so men can't like find a partner and like settle down if they're not like hyper masculine. Also yeah. something I've noticed too is like, there's like less of a camp like vibe to any move. Like, all the new movies, all the, like the big like, I mean, I don't know. Honey, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids might be in like the kids movie territory where it's like marketed to it children is, yeah. more. So I might be skewing like what I've seen. But like, don't you also think that like there's much less of a focus on like stylized like kind of slapstick comedy like that? Everything uh, now is just sort of super serious and like like realistic. There's like realism obsession, don't you think? Yeah. A little bit. I think it's just what's in right now. I think the camp shit will come back. Like it's like trends in music and like pop culture and clothing. Like in 20 years, like, like 10 years from now, probably the camp shit will be like, it'll, it'll be full circle. It's like us talking about like new metal researching. As as soon as the Netflix executives rediscover camp and like, Oh, people like this shit, let's make more like that. (laughs) Cause now they're making all these like really desaturated, low contrast dramas that, there's like a new one every week and I'm like, yeah. this is just so, I mean, the, yeah. The pendulum swing is contingent on just people, I think getting bored of a vibe eventually. And yeah. I think that's like what, you know, yeah. like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the camp shit's already also starting to come back. Like, like Hulu rebooted like the Save by the bell and punky Brewster and all those shows are like mad campy. Like, I feel like it's already right. like we're on the cusp of like the camp, mm-hmm. like, 90s like sitcom reboots happening like we had fuller house and shit like all that shit's mad camp yeah um anyway to finish my drag thought since we were talking (laughs) i'm I'm excited for that uh that eflux article you're writing it's called (laughs) it's literally rupaul's drag race i would not i would not be the first person to write something like that i I would be getting in line there's plenty (laughs) i'm sure there's plenty of scholarship out there about uh but you get to you get to have your moment though you know what i mean i feel like that'd be nice yeah i would like to be published my one and only published piece of writing Um, but you know it's it's that thing where it's like um I, i went to see a screening of paris is burning with jenny livingston and um uh, I can't remember his name, but he was like like a dis- like a protege of Willie Ninja, and like is really high up in like the voguing scene. And they did a talk back, and like he was talking, because like Paris is Burning isn't quite as like notorious as like Drag Race in terms of like people just think that that's what ballroom is. But like mm. it's like the entry point for so many people, like in- into like learning about what it what it is at all. And he was like, yeah. "So you can't blame anyone for where they found something or like how they got into it. Like whether it was seeing Madonna's Vogue on MTV or seeing Paris is Burning or like you know people like to say, well, that's not really that's not the real thing. You know, that's just like a mm. appropriation or something or like drag race. That's not real drag, whatever. Like that's you can say that, but then like you can't blame anyone for like finding it that way. But you can be critical of what they do with it as soon as they know it exists. Like, how deep are they willing to go? You know, are you just going to engage on what's served to you or are you really invested in this community, this like this this art this artistic practice enough to look beneath the surface and see what's really there? Because as soon as you if you're if you know, if you find drag like through Drag Race 
as soon as you go to enough drag shows, like in person, and I understand, it, I live in New York. It's like, it's easy to find a show, you know, once pandemic is over. There's there's shows everywhere. If you live far away from an urban area, you might have a harder time seeing that. And drag race might be your only exposure. But if you're in a place with a lot of drag and you go to enough shows, you start to see the separation happen. You know what I mean? You start to say, oh, drag race really has nothing to do with like what drag is actually like. Even even the aspect of like uh, the fact that it's only like cis gay men on drag race historically uh, until recently. Like they don't like RuPaul has this weird bias against like having trans women participate when uh, if you knew anything about the history of drag, that's just it's completely nonsensical as to why yeah. you would exclude exclude people like that. You know, like Got Mick is the first openly trans man to be on the show and mm. there, there haven't been any drag kings on the show. It's like this weirdly conservative yeah. perspective of what drag can be. And like if it. it you know, you watch the show like, wow, Peppermint, the first trans, openly trans woman to be on the show, all this stuff. Like, like acting as if that's like groundbreaking when it's like, no, it's like yeah. RuPaul is just reinventing the rules. And every time like he gives an allowance to like let more people in, like there are so many New York queens who would never get on Drag Race because they're trans women who are yeah. like, who are infinitely as talented as anyone who's ever been on the show. And like, that's just, that's just it. You have this one gatekeeper (laughs) who's making Mm -hmm. all these decisions and that's what 99% of the world sees. So anyway, that's, that's that's the perspective. Speaking of drag though, I was going to say, there's a way to tie this right back to earth eater because Aaron did a song off of Corpus as a drag number and it's in the Earth Eater sandwich because it's hungry by Dream Crusher. So on top, you got, yes. you thought what you saw was it featuring you. And then on the bottom, you got in a grave featuring you, Denzel Curry, and more mother. Oh, right. So that's right. If you almost did an Earth Eater song, because if they were getting a little bit, you know, a little bit generous on Spotify, accidentally hit the next button right. or the previous button, it would have been an Earth Eater. Well, they, they, did, they did accidentally push the wrong button on my phone and they started playing a St. Vincent song. And then the person who was hosting it was like, I love this song. And I'm like, I'm not doing this song. I'm doing a different song. And, and I've told the story. We had dream crusher on a couple months ago and I was lucky enough to tell the story of me doing this number because it was, uh, do you remember a uh, Brooklyn bazaar? Yes. In Greenpoint, RIP shut down. Um, but, uh, there was a, uh, drag, uh, group, uh, who would host, uh, shows there and I was there for the open set because uh, I was just starting out and um, I was last and they had a noise curfew at 11 and I went on at 10.55 and they were like, is your number is your number less than five minutes? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, uh, we have a noise curfew so we have to kind of turn it down. And I'm like, it's a noise song. And they're like, sorry. Oh, <laughs> go, no! go ahead. And I was like, uh, it felt, and, and like the crowd had thinned out, you know what I mean? I was kind of just performing to like the hosts and stuff. It was, it was oh, a little God. awkward. I was trying to, you know, I was trying to did the best I could, but it was a little shocking. You know what I mean? I was like, there's no one oh here. My God. <laughs> uh, Wait, and did it you was ever quiet. do it anywhere else? No, that was the only time I did that one. It, it's, it's, it's a little, uh, I kind of, uh, I, I've only performed a handful of times because I got into it like the summer before COVID. And so like I did it periodically here and there, like until the pandemic started. And then I've, I haven't done much work on it recently. I've been brainstorming and stuff, but like, it just, I didn't really, wasn't really interested in the digital stuff and it was like yeah. kind of overwhelming, but like, um, I only did that number once 
and I want to do it again, but like I kind of not to like be like, oh, I only want to do numbers that people will like. Like you do kind of have to choose your number based on your audience. You know what I mean? Like there's like open sets that like I wouldn't I would never do a song like that at. But then there's also like performers who are like more into like experimental shit that I know would like really like it. So it it would be like a I have to be at the right show to do that one. But I really want to do it again because it was like super Respect. super sick to you do. You should you should do uh, a number <laughs> to that one song off of uh Rip Chrysalis that has the tattoo song in the background. <laughs> yes. Then, oh yeah. Then people can come for that tattoo, stay for the earth. Either. That's right. Right. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of like dressing up and like performing, like you just came out this week with the Dazed article and the Mugler performance. Yeah. And I was just going to ask you about that experience. I mean, I saw that it's like the third year you've collabed with them, but uh, it just since it just happened, like how how was that for you and everything? <laughs> it looked fucking sick. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's it's really fun. It's really amazing. I mean, Casey and Haley are really doing something special um, in that their casting is extremely diverse, and um, and it and it doesn't feel like tokenizing. It it's just everyone is genuinely really happy to be there, and every and it just like it's it's like almost like it it. it if you've been in the show, you are indoctrinated into the family mm. and, um, and the fashion world is so cold and austere and fake. And I think that, you know, we, we like using the cold austere aesthetic, but it, you know, like the video, but behind the scenes, it's just really, really, really loving. And, um, uh, yeah, I feel really, really lucky to be part of it. Um, and every year it gets better. Like mm-hmm. every year mm-hmm. they understand how clothes fit on my body more. And like, you know, and like that top is a total like gravitational feat. Like I don't, like I don't, usually <laughs> I have, I have the way my body is built. I need a lot of like structure and like containment and like 
they like somehow he just like managed to like create like an anti-gravity top for me um so (laughs) (laughs) it's very cool um yeah i i i I love those people and it's also it's i really respect casey because terry mugler i don't know if you know about the legacy with terry i mean he is definitely one of the most technically incredible designers because in the 90s when yeah it was like super it was in you know it was like the sort of era of the super supermodel so yeah there were curves but mostly it was like heroin chic yeah the celebration of like emaciated bodies yeah and he right. was and he was like um uh holding the torch with 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 you know allowing like really allowing curves on the runway besides like victoria's secret blah right. you know yeah. so like he um so yeah to, but it's a really hard legacy to pick up afterwards so casey yeah. i mean i hand it to casey mm-hmm. yeah it's hard in, do, in doing like like you know just keeping up with what's going on like in preparation to talk to you i was like oh shit this day's article and like the fashion show and i was talking to my partner about it and my partner was like oh shit mugler it's like such a big thing she knows much more about the fashion world so i was like yeah doing a bit of research. I was like, definitely want to ask about this. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, it's, a huge... it's a huge thing. I mean, like, you know, ev- I think every single like Kim K dress at, has been, uh, Mugler at, at mm. a, like, you know, the, the Met Gala and like Cardi B and like literally everybody. And yeah. now Dua Lipa was wearing the new shit in her video. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the girls love it. Cause the girls love it. Cause it's, Cause it's still just like a lot of, I, I love a lot of anti-fashion. I love a lot of sort of like architectural fashion, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you really just want to feel like you want to feel sexy. You want to feel good in your body. And like, it just, it's, it's just, it just does that. And it's also, but it is also having a lot of fun too. It's right. not just like, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, um, it's it's really cool. I love getting into the pad. and and not to mention they fuck with my music and like there they're putting, they're licensing my music, you know. So that's what's a, that's the best. That's yeah. the best thing. Yeah, about it, really. I was gonna say like finding like in like a known world that's known to be cold and have like weird relationships with the like um, creative ask like pr- people involved when it comes to like business shit and like how harsh they are with you like out like based on every stereotypical thing like regardless of a personal relationship to like find a world and a community that is successful like well known and they like really treat their people right and fuck yeah. with them it's like it's great it's, it's like good to hear yeah based on what my limited knowledge of the fashion industry that's yeah seems yeah. rare <laughs> rare to find yeah. that but that's so awesome it's like it's you know, it's endearing to, it's like encouraging. I feel like for people in that industry that are like, I keep hitting, like, you know, when you talk to an actor and they're like, yeah, 90% of my life is getting rejections. And then you find people that are like, yeah, I just got in good with this group of people. And they, they like employed me for the rest of my life. You know, it's like, it's encouraging. I feel like to people that are struggling in the art world. Yeah. Cause music's even like that. There's a lot of sh- like, you know, the music industry is fucking sh- so shady. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, very much. It just happens. I also yeah. wanted to say, I, I saw uh, you shared like Jin's Instagram story yesterday about how there's like a conspiracy. Martial law. <laughs> Yeah. about Marshall Mathers <laughs> and we we just had an episode removed off of all platforms for playing Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. been doing so the pod really for is. like two years. And they sit the never, squad too. We never had one takedown. We play music on the podcast pretty often but we had Umru on to review his the Eminem song Nat and it got taken down after a month or two of being up. U- Universal Music for- Group hit us with the thing. With yeah. the copyright yeah oh my god so it happened this it happened this week when when so it ties into the conspiracy that there is it was our 69th episode happening yeah it was our 69th episode so fucked up it's it there's some weird thing going on with eminem because literally he was like in my head this whole week and then i saw jen posted that and i was like what the fuck and then a lot of people were commenting like Yo, me too. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I was like, I was thinking like, okay, so totally like very like personal, hilarious thing. I'm, I'm very tall. Like I'm almost like six foot tall. Mm-hmm. And like my boyfriend is much shorter than me. And I've always dated shorter men. It's not a big thing, but people seem to think it's such a big deal. I don't know. It's like, hello. like <laughs> I'm I, much I shorter than my girlfriend. So I, I appreciate you. Like, tall uh, short kings. Four foot 11. I'm not. I'm, I'm, five, I'm five, six, but my girlfriend's like When five, Jeff, nine, When five, Jeff was ten. talking about steel toes, he was talking about platform, platform shoes. Yeah, they're they're big. They're huge. They're they're each like fifty pounds. That's yeah. why it's like serious weight training. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> and 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 so you know, I always like to see like examples in, in, of like celebrity or like especially like very like hyper masculine men that seem to still be okay with with a woman being taller than them. And then I had and then I just it just occurred. I was like it occurred to me that I had remembered seeing like wedding photos of, of Eminem. And then I realized like, Oh, both of his wives were taller than him actually. And so then I posted them and then like, and then all of a sudden this started like unraveling. And I don't think what other people were thinking about Eminem was, was that at all? No, you know, I I think we're all thinking totally different, weird, specific things about Marshall. It's the 5g. Um, yeah. Eminem's teaming up with 5G <laughs> to like beam his presence into our brains. Do you guys remember Batman Forever where Jim Carrey is the Riddler and he like beams television into people's heads <laughs> yeah. to control their minds? <laughs> yeah. It's like Marshall finally got his hands on that technology and he's like, let's see how many people can are thinking about me. Like, let's turn it on and yeah. check, and check like, Twitter. <laughs> we'll turn it on and check Twitter, and if I'm trending, it works. Yeah. Um, it's li- literally, the I was laughing so hard at the the term martial law. Yeah, like, so fucking know. funny. I'm dying. Jen is like one of my favorite people in the whole world. Oh, I, they're so yeah. fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Funny. We're homies. We go back, but um, yeah, they're you know, Jen is like one of the fucking best people creating art on. Instagram or anywhere. Yeah. And you know, they get yeah. fucking underappreciated all over the place, which is a travesty. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you know, I think a lot know, of people f- just don't get their jokes too. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty high level. Well, they're also the person I, they're the person that I see most reposted by like massive accounts that don't get credited. And like, mm-hmm. it's like their, their jokes. It's like, you know, 
them, like like the late Addy gave a shark. Um, it's mm-hmm. like th- posts like theirs that just like recirculate everywhere uncredited. It's like, you know, those are the fucking, the, the funny people, you know, they're yeah. the ones creating the jokes, not just like feeding a format. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, I fuck, fuck adult swim for like canceling, uh, the bottom tech show, the, the stream show that they had, but like, I think they canceled you know, it. You know, Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like scrapped all of their streaming shows. Why? I guess HBO bought like or partner HBO Max like partnered with Turner, and then the word was that they just wanted to spend all their time focusing on the things that made money. So all they really care about is like Eric Andre show and shit. Mm. Like even even like um, what like Aqua Teen Hunger Force like old time long running shows that for. For Adult Swim, they like scrapped all of that oh, shit. No. Even like Tim Heidecker's On Cinema project, which it doesn't have the hu- biggest following, but it has a big cult following. And Tim has been open about how frustrated he's been work- trying to work with Adult Swim. Like they don't promote it, they don't do anything. Oh. And so now they're fully all, independent now because Adult Swim just doesn't. It's all give a bottom fuck. line. Like even if yeah. it's successful on the scale that you would expect from like niche comedy, it's like it doesn't meet the money bottom line. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, well we'll just get rid of it then. It's so And it's stupid, like, man, yeah. you guys, you guys are like really, you, you think that they're like a bastion for niche content, but not anymore. Apparently. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of like, departures. Any smaller comedy company would be like, we are super successful with this. Yeah. But like when you, when you get to like Turner and like massive corporations, even like moderate success, it's just like, well, we'd rather just use this money like on other shit. And yep. it's like, so dispend, like that's the sad thing is like it, it should shit like that. It, it like shows artists that they just need to fucking do it themselves, you know, or like find, like try to partner with like a friend or something. Cause you can't trust these, like, like you, the people you're talking to that are running your whole shit have no say whether or not it stays or goes. It's their job too. So you never even interact with the people that like are going to like take it away in a second. They have no connection to you. They don't care. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's at the end of the day. I think it'll be good. Cause Jen, we, we had Jen on the pod for a Patreon episode not long ago and they're going to start doing like, like Twitch streams and stuff. So they'll have full control over all of the show, you know, and they'll get all yeah. of the money dona- donations and shit. They don't have to cut anyone in, so they could do the same thing and not have to fucking take like a fraction yeah. of the paycheck. So I think in the end, it'll end up being better. That's what um, I'm on. I'm not signing to another label. Yeah, like I'm saying, Stang's independent, and yep. I mean, it's just the only way I think. Yeah. Well, I think the internet finally caught up where people can do it. Like there's no gatekeeping. Like the, the record labels can't be like, well, if you want your shit in stores, sign this contract. It's like, well, my shit's on this website that everyone can click on my fucking social media straight to. So like, yeah. I need you for distribution. Like I got it. Well, I'll get distribution. I'll, I'll get the investor. I'll get distribution. I just won't. And that's a 10 per- That's when I cut them 10%. Instead right, of cutting exactly. somebody 50 plus percent oh. and they're not even doing, and I'm the one doing all the work. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. And in New York too, like, I feel like you have, you have connections with like people you'd want to collaborate with anyway, that like, yeah. you don't even need like the, the label prestige or anything to get that. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I mean, Trinity yes. again, like I was saying before, it was an example of that. Like that, like that, I did that on my own, on my own label with nothing and it, and it changed everything. So, you know, it was just like such a, such a great reminder, but yeah, you know, just of course being in New York, you're around a lot of people and that I, I want, I want things to be case by case, you know, like sign, you know, it's like, if I need to bring someone on for this one particular project, they will. But like the, you know, the autonomy is important, I think. Yeah. Um, and being in New York isn't enough. Like you still like, it could be so overwhelming. There's so many places to play, people to meet. You have to meet yeah. the right people. You, you have to be doing it here long enough to make those relationships. Like, I feel like you've been grinding in New York for mad long. It's like, you can't just do what you're doing unless you spend all that time, like building the relationships and figuring everything out here. Like it's still a grind. You don't just move to New York and suddenly like you're friends with like, like no. Caleb from Sa sacred bones. And like, you have a deal, you know, like yeah. you have to fucking meet people and grind it out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and, and I, you know, I don't being on labels in the past is a huge aspect of my success. Mm -hmm. But at this point, now that I'm at this level, I'm like, no, this is, well, I don't why? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Uh-huh. People are, people are going to come to you, you know? Yeah. And the internet is the ultimate tool. It's like, if you know how to use the internet properly, mm -hmm. then it's all like, boom. Yeah. Well, it's all about, mm -hmm. I feel like it's all about age. Like, I feel like you and I are like the same age and like people like right in our pocket of mm -hmm. like generation that like had the internet like at the right time. Like, I feel like my sister's three years older than me and my partner's a bit older than me. And it's like, my partner gets it because they're like a New York person, but like more normie people that are a bit older that like had MySpace in, like MySpace came out like when they were just starting college instead of yeah. just starting like high school. It's like right. they're a little too, too far away from understanding like, gen z and like how people are using it now yeah their, life, their lives were starting already where they they didn't get how that was a good social tool mm -hmm. and yeah. like we're like the last generation that like sees both ways you know like backward and i forward. was just thinking about that the other day yeah the both ways yeah it's crazy true. you're just mm -hmm. a couple of years older and you're doomed to post your like your album that you made with your bands on Instagram that's called like Stoke to the Beach and you're like, <laughs> I did a thing today. And everyone's like, yeah, oh I man. Yeah, I did a thing. Dude, yeah, come on. I did that a new, thing that today. New best, that did a that thing. new Best Coast album is good. <laughs> nah, dude, I fuck with that. Shouts, Bethany. I fuck with it, you know. Uh, I don't know. The beach, <laughs> the beach vibe albums are done, right? Like Waves and all that. That shit beach was like, core. Didn't we talk about ten, that? 10 years ago. Are we... All the all those like beach bands, yeah. I Speaking of beach, right. though, Alex, are we gonna get a, a Phoenix uh, dub reggae mix <laughs> with oh. the stems? I would put that. Would oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm. I. I don't. I. I'm. Um, no. <laughs> okay, that's Fuck. fair. That's fair. <laughs> Not my face. <laughs> Jacob, you said you said you would say yes. Why I did really, you? I oh, really yeah, don't want like. I, first of all, I, I'm like, I'm you know, I'm already like in the running for a cancelization on many different. You know, as soon as you get like fifty, <laughs> 50 thousand followers, I'll it's take the like, heat though. 
it, like it's cancel o'clock. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, uh, <laughs> you'll take the heat. <laughs> I'll take but the no, heat. I definitely don't want to get in the in, in when it comes to rastas. The uh, can you imagine? Like they'd be yeah, like the be voodoo good. that would be directed towards me. Are you kidding? Right. I'd be like, I'd like, wake up with staples in my bed and like shit. <laughs> Well, you know, all you have to do is post a notes app apology, blaming Jacob and taking no responsibility for anything. <laughs> okay. the I washed my hands of this. Right. Yes. I think that the the compromise is new Earth Eater track featuring Sean Kingston. There you go. go. How we bridge we bridge the gap. That would rule. You know what I that mean? That would be fire. I think he's probably available right now. Fire burning. <laughs> He'd be like, this is a little experimental, but I think I can fuck with it. Drake's doing the weird stuff now, so I think it works. He's like, whatever you're doing, it's working. I just need to get back to where I was when Beautiful Girls dropped. (laughs) We gotta get get Sean Sean Kingston on the Hyperpop playlist, ASAP. Wait, you're you're on the Hyperpop playlist, too. I noticed this last night because I was doing this, this, this... my friend Umru had this birthday party with subculture and I was helping to host it, which was a mess. Cause it was a thousand people on a zoom call oh, and it kept like crashing it on my computer and shit. <laughs> oh, um, no. But then I looked at this, this, this playlist for this, this word hyper pop that Spotify created. And apparently super soaker is on that playlist now. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's on the that's playlist. Amazing. That's it's a very popular playlist, but it's it's strange. You just posted that in your stories that Spotify just like recognized ethereal as a genre. So maybe you'll get Thanks categorized a little right, exactly. Maybe you'll get categorized a little more like accurately by the Spotify algorithm. Mm. Yeah. Soon. Well, so I, I was reading that that letter from her managers to Spotify, and I didn't realize that is certain like the bigger avenues of like radio and music streaming you need your music needs to fall very directly into a genre to even be included in those avenues yeah. i didn't even realize that i was like mm. i thought if people liked it and have enough listens and you know but it's no even going back to when i worked at a record store like looking at the distribution catalogs for like what the owner of the store decides to carry it's like yeah. so limited like it's like you know they have like genres and descriptions and it's like to sell it to people they have to like dumb it down even yeah. though it's for like record stores they have to pretend like well these people may have only heard of rock pop alternative and this yeah. so we have to figure out which box it fits into and then of course they pick one that doesn't at all accurately represented alternative you know? what a meaningless word that is what is it's so meaningless alternative I, I remember. And it was I remember. It's like grunge. I, it's well, like it was it like started, rock yeah. that wasn't quite rock. Well, it started <laughs> in the '90s. You know, you have like Sonic Youth and shit. I'm wearing my Sonic Youth T-shirt right now. College radio. Na- nice. Now it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything Just at like all. Just like experimental. You see experimental, you don't know what you're going to get. It's a mixed bag. I remember uh, when my when iTunes came out and then my dad let me, because I got really into like organizing his iTunes library and like adding all the artwork and shit. That was like fun to me. So like, That's psychotic, but go on. No, it's not. I'm a, I'm a, data, I'm a data curator. You know what I mean? I yeah. like to organize my uh, shit. I'm so envious of people with that like brain. I like it. It's satisfying. So, I, you know, I did it. I added all the artwork to my dad's library. And then I was like trying to categorize, but iTunes only has like 10 genres. It's, yeah. it's, you have to it's, like, t- you have to type your own in. There's alternative <laughs> and there's also art alternative and punk is its own thing. It's like two separate things. Like, wait, there's two alternatives. Like, 
rock, rock and roll. You know, it's just like, what does this even mean? And then, yeah, so you have like fucking like No Doubt and like Audio Slave in the same genre now. Like what? <laughs> like, I don't, it's just a meaningless I've been, word. I've been organizing my uh, my Ableton projects. I got some pretty good names for these. <laughs> I can read them to you. They're really good. Please do. Uh, I got one that's just called Can. I don't know what it's. Uh, some Kraut it Rock. We situation. got Kid Jacka, Razor Wire, Random mm. Letters, U-Y-G-A-I-8-I-U-7-F-U-F-L-D-U-I-U. Oh, that's the new Near Automata DLC. Yeah. I'm going to start I'm going to start a uh, online petition until uh Apple and iTunes store recognizes New Weird American as a genre yeah. because like mm. come on guys like it's not it's not 2009 anymore like people know who Devendra Banhart is you know what I'm saying <laughs> mm. like come on just recognize it it's real you know the people need to see that you recognize it <laughs> Or we're going to stop buying iPhones. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I do come, do. Yeah. Come on. There's one thing that I think works well for organization. I make sure everything that's really distorted is in all caps. So I know if I open it, I got to turn ah! down the headphones <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah. Like this song. Like these are definitely all very distorted. The ones that are all in caps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Berserk clap. Probably very distorted. Yeah. 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 I wonder. It's like, you know, Condé Nast bought Pitchfork, so all these corporations should know what subgenres are now. You know, come on. They mm. have the data. Like, <laughs> yeah. They see the num- They see the metrics. Right, right. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe with time, like, I don't know. Destroy all genres anyway. Genres shouldn't exist, right? It's like, all marketing. Just I mean, what we were ca- just talking about, it's literally genre is just a marketing tool at the end of the day. I, yeah. opened, up, I opened up that ethereal playlist, though. And I showed it to my partner and I was like, this is the genre of music you like. And she was going through and was like, yep, this is it. 100%. Ethereal. It's like cocktail So maybe, maybe they're onto fucking, something. Well, it's like this mortal coil has been around. Like people know ethereal is real. Come on. I, yeah, like, that's what that was what my thought was immediately too. I was like, what about cocktail twins? Like, yeah, isn't Dream, D. Dream Pop is already yeah. a thing. Oh, right. Shoegaze. Like Russell Ivo Watts or whatever is rolling in his fucking grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dude, were, people, were, were people rolling their eyes when uh, someone came up with shoegaze as a genre too? Were people like, that's well, dumb. It, it, was, it was a term, like, it was just referenced in a review, I think, in Melody Maker or NME yeah. as, like, these bands, when you go see them live, they're just looking they at They all just pedals. stare at their shoes. Yeah. So it wasn't created even as a genre. It just like they it was written in an article to describe like as a verb, like as, and then as it just an adverb naturally what they were doing. I feel like that's yeah, most exactly. like most subgenres, that's where it starts though. Organically. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then like Last FM came around and then genres were existing because somebody just changed the tag of the genre <laughs> yeah. to whatever mm-hmm. they word they wanted. And then that version like of downloads. Like whatever media file they uploaded it to with that tag, enough people downloaded it where they're like, "Oh, this is what the genre tag is. This is a genre now." Yeah, you know, like chill wave and shit like that. I feel like that's where all that came from. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, whatever. Remember two thousand eleven? Yeah, <laughs> I understand the function of genre when it comes to organizing your library to a certain degree, but like, I don't. But I, I definitely don't think. It can be organized within ten genres. Like, I know. I, I think yeah. the idea. I like the. I, I like 
the idea of like creating a word to like try to like help I think it takes a, yeah, I think it takes, it's like you could play these two songs together if you were DJing, maybe. It's for critical critical analysis, you know, it's like, well, I don't know what to call this. So like, it sounds like this and this, so let's mix it up. And it's like, makes it easier to categorize for like critical people. But I feel like people that don't know like various terms for genre, like they get like, like kind of made fun of online if they're like call something that's not rock rock or whatever, but it's like mm. almost having less language for it makes you more open to trying everything. Yeah. 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 yeah I feel like, especially as a creator too, like you have to be really lucid about that as a concept, right? Like, like, of course, like y- y- rarely do you have someone making something that's like truly a hundred percent original, yeah. no references at all. Like of, any musician has influences and inspiration and stuff like that. But it's then impossible. also it's impossible. You know, Klein, do you guys know Klein? Yeah. Yeah. So like, but then also I think it's really fun for like cheeky artists to play with too. That's like, what I'm saying. Her, yeah. shit, her shit is so obviously obtuse like yeah. and, and experimental or whatever. But like sh- when you have see her, her, hear her interviews and like see the way she talks about her music, she's like, no, this is pop. This is pop music. Like, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I really hope be- I really hope Beyonce notices it, yeah. you know? And like, Mm-hmm. And I, I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, she must be conscious of how like sort of trolling she sounds. And then I'm like talking to her, her mon- manager, who's also my booking agent. He's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. You don't realize she's completely serious. Yes. Like she, but, and I think that like, there's a lot of artists in that spectrum where like, they just, their perception is just so different. And that like, she like really believes that that was like a hook driven song yeah you know right. and like um yeah i don't know i think it comes <laughs> like there's like the new like uh like deconstructed club as a genre oh, that pretty yeah. much is getting slapped on everything pretty much all it, the now it's old yeah yeah now it's old <laughs> we, need to, we, need to, we need to reconstruct the club now we gotta it's reconstruct re- the club yeah, nobody wants to deconstruct it at this point we haven't been in the club for a long time no. <laughs> And then you have you have artists like like Bjork or something, and people are like, "Oh, it's pop." And then people are like, "No, it's experimental." And then they're like, "Oh, it's this artist, this hard to define, genre defying artist." And then it's like, "Shouldn't why are we defining anyone? Just call everyone like indefinable and let them do what they're gonna do, and shit will be more natural." Yeah, I guess genre is like to what end are you using genre? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is, is mm. it like there's plenty of like uh like fi- like films that are like half documentary half narrative and that's like super fascinating because they're literally playing with what it means to be a certain genre you have a lot of musicians doing that too like my the first one that comes to mind is like naked city uh who whose songs have like every genre all spliced together in one John wow. Zorn and stuff have you have you heard Naked City before? No. Oh, it's <laughs> it's insane. It's 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 a John Zorn project, and like the songs will be like five measures of country, and then like two measures of metal, and then like wow. like ten measures of like like a like a ballad, and then it just jumps all. It's like really insane. Like match sounds perfect of, for my attention span. Oh, absolutely. But like that's <laughs> that's the most like obvious like complete like 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 just combining every genre into one like thing like what how do you what do you what do you call that like that's an interesting question there used to be this like 
roulette. Yes. roulette. Russian roulette. <laughs> well, it's like John Zorn's also like, you know, a composer, like experimental, like free jazz composer, like coming to it from like the jazz school of like, this is really intellectual. Let me think about what I'm yeah. doing, like very intently and do it all like very intentionally to subvert and do this and that. Whereas like you have people like making shit in their bedroom where they're like, I like this band and this band and this, this like singer. So I'm just going to take a little bit of everything and mix it up. And they don't even know like the terms for like what they're taking and defining. And that shit is like, like that's the fun shit, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. There is this like, crazy defense of there only being two genres that I saw a long time ago on like the 4chan music board. It's like there's just pop and classical. So everything that's not classical is pop. That's like, that's like I'm going to become a hardliner. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, like I worked with a guy at the record store that was, yeah. Yeah. He was extremely pretentious and that would be like what something he would say. He'd be like, there's only pop in this and like all pop sucks. So like, if you're not Damn. like if you're not like truly artistic, like for an example, this guy would like constantly play like funk and like classic like deep cuts in the store, but then he'd be like, "My favorite band of all time is Boredoms." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, one of one, one of those. Um, That's so good. I don't know. Being that like strict, I, f- I feel like that's like that's like cl- classist gatekeeping. Being like, if yeah. you're too accessible, you're pop, and if you're not, if you're not pop, then you're then you're an artist. It's like yeah. I don't know. Come that's, on, bro. That's hilarious. Uh, Wacky stuff. Um, even Michael Jackson, even Michael Jackson, like made pop. You know, he's the king. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't doesn't mean it's not art, but also you know, f- fuck him for like all the other shit, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Either way, I think that, like, as someone that, like, listens to all genres, I think defining it only creates a situation where people can gatekeep or, like, keep different groups of people, like, locked into a universe so they don't, yeah. like, seep into, like, the big money making parts of. Yeah. of like the music industry. So it's like, it's like when people are like, I like everything except rap, rap and country. It's like, that's such a classist, like kind of racist take. And I think yeah. that a lot of genres like defining is fences to, to like protect the money-making parts of this world. Yeah. You absolutely. Know? So it is very kind of classist and shitty, mm-hmm. but then it's like, you know, I like music journalism and like, critiquing things and putting definitions so I can like, like explain to somebody else the differences between shit. So it's hard. Cause it's like, it's a double sword, you know, it's just Speaking like, are it. you an asshole? Or are you not an asshole? Basically. That's the two yeah. genres of music. <laughs> That's genres. what I'm talking about. Asshole or not asshole. <laughs> yeah. Asshole or nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a fine line, you know, it's a lot finer line yeah. than people think. Um, <laughs> I love to read an article. It's like this artist blends asshole and nice perfectly <laughs> to, make a, to make a whole new genre. We're calling <laughs> the ass middle. Nice. <laughs> yeah, ass nice. Nice, nice ass. <laughs> um, I, we're we're getting to an hour and a half. Yeah, let's give let's give I, Alex some time also in between uh, commitments. 
do you have any <laughs> plugs? Do you do you want to tell people where they can find you or tell them about anything you're working on? Where they, like, um, any- the only thing I want to talk about is just go follow Goldie. I don't know. That's all I want to say. <laughs> Goldie. <I love>. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys follow Goldie? I don't. I don't. I know don't. If I do. Oh my god! Go on Instagram. Follow Goldie. Okay. Well, it's, it's also just on my master cleanse shit but he did the master cleanse and i was he was like posting manically every day while he was starving himself okay and it's just amazing i don't know it's like the only thing i can think about hell yeah we'll we'll put a link we'll put a link in the description of the episode because we're all gonna follow and yeah just go follow okay it's gonna be a test we're gonna like in the future we're gonna test the listeners about if they've been watching Goldie's stories. Right. So yes. Everybody's going to follow Have a pop quiz. And I was going to say, thanks again so much for coming on. Thank and like, you. yes, yeah, it's great. Know, sure. Taking the time and enjoy the uh, awesome fucking hotel and time. I in the will. Canyons. I will. Yeah. I enjoy will. the weather. It's so yeah. gorgeous. Oh, can't believe it. <laughs> anyway, so good meeting you guys. You guys are awesome. Yeah. And thank I you for coming on. Your other episodes. Yes. Sick. Yeah. yeah well, uh, for sure. This one, I think this one will probably, um, be out on Tuesday, but I'll send you a link when it drops. Yeah. Oh, please do. I can't wait to share it. Cool. Sweet. Awesome. Peace, Alex. Thanks. Bye. Bye.